Chapter 7 Exchange Day It's Sunday. I hate Sundays. I hate, hate, hate them. Even when I'm a wrinkled old lady, Sunday will always remind me of a worn, gray, fake leather sofa at the mall. It's where Dad sits to wait for me when it's his turn for custody or for the week. Mom waits on the same couch on the opposite week. The stupid sofa never changes. Just the faces of the grown-ups who come to claim me. I'm pretty sure my parents hate Sundays too. Today, Dad waits stiffly, tapping his fingers like he can't relax until this is over. Probably true. He is never late. Anastasia sits beside him. She at least is smiling. Her shoes and purse are probably real leather. Very fancy looking. She's dressed in an amber tone wool suit that's almost the same color she is. It probably took her hours to do her face and hair. I touch the fuzzy frizz I call mine. It's bushed out of the scrunchies. Again. But today... I break into a wide smile as mom and I approach them because Anastasia's son, Darren, has come with them. He's, well, not to sound like a fangirl, but he's totally cool. He knows how to dress, so he looks really sharp without looking like he worked at it. And he's got a gravelly sounding voice that makes my friends get all kinds of silly. I glance back guiltily at mom who is pale and tired looking, trying to scrape a stain off her Waffle House uniform with her fingernail. John Mark, in his favorite blue bowling shirt, walks on the other side of me. They're speed walking because we're late. Again. I wonder if other people are watching us, like we're some kind of reality TV show. The caption would read, Chocolate family meets vanilla family in the artificial reality that is a mall. Caramel daughter caught helplessly between the two. When we get to the sofa, mom simply nods curtly at my father and Anastasia, gives me a forehead kiss, then turns and hurries away with John Mark. Dad nods as well. No need to exchange words, just me. They've got that head nodding thing down to a science. Now he hops up and I step into his outstretched arms. What's up, my Bella Isabella? He's smooth. He smooths my hair. He's been calling me that since I was little. It's from a picture book that I used to make him read to me over and over. I couldn't believe that someone had written about a girl, a warrior princess, with my name. I still have that book. I'm great, Daddy, I tell him. Then I quickly look and grab Darren's arm. I'm so glad you came today. What's up? I decided to witness the exchanging of the captive, he teases, grabbing my backpack and slipping it over his shoulder. Besides, I had to get my phone fixed. How's a leash? I ask. My turn to tease. I hardly saw you the last time I was there. If you must know, he says, poking me in the arm. Alicia is so very yesterday. I'm working up the courage to ask Monique to the dance next week. I bet she's checking her phone every hour in case you text. Maybe, he said, his voice a mystery. Still living up there on the honor roll? Is there anywhere else? He rolls his eyes. How's Miss Pearson at the homeless shelter?
Still passing out mashed potatoes, blankets, and goodie bags. I've got some of those little lotion and shampoo bottles in my bag for her, I tell him. I saw them at the CVS on sale for 50 cents each the other day, so I bought a bunch to help Miss Pearson out. You're the best, Izzy. <laughs> I know, I tell him as I play punch him in the side. Here's the scoop on Darren. He's totally awesome. In addition to volunteering at the homeless shelter, he gets grades that land him on the honor roll every quarter. He runs the fastest 100-meter dash on the track team. He's got a boatload of colleagues in colleges writing him letters asking him to consider their university. They are asking him. Yeah, pretty impressive. Best things? He buys me ice cream every time I ask. Even if it's before dinner. Like I said, he's the total package. I go to Anastasia next and give her a hug as well. She's a good hugger. It feels real, not fake. She smells like Chalamar. It's a fancy French perfume I've learned to really like. So good to see you again, Isabella, she murmurs. I've missed you. And she means it. Chapter 8, Mom's Week. Whiplash. That's what it feels like when I'm on a ride at a museum park and it stops real fast. Last summer, Mom took me to the Hamilton County Fair. I loved it. The tilt whirl and the dragon tail and the racing rollers, coasters on a double track. Best Saturday ever. Then it was over. Like this week. I'm at mom's. I feel comfy where I'm when I'm here. Then the week is over and I'm with dad. I gotta get comfortable again in another house with different food and clothes and rules and stuff. It gets to be a pain. A weekly whiplash. At least I don't have to change schools every time. Lakeview Mountain School is halfway between my parents' house. There is no lake nearby. No mountain, no view of anything much except houses and apartment buildings. It's big. We've got grades 5 through 8. Fifth graders look like scared little mice at the beginning of the school year. Did I look like that last year? They grow up to be 8th graders who remind me of sumo wrestlers. But we know to keep it, to keep out of their way. I like the cafeteria though. They've tried to set it up so it's almost like a real restaurant, and the food is only half bad. Today I plopped my stuff next to Heather and Imani, who are already munching away. What's up, girl? Imani asked. Nothing, I reply as I grab one of her chips. Imani is tall and slim and dark, like some kind of African princess from a movie. She wears her hair in an afro on purpose. It's neat and black and perfectly round. Mine, on the other hand, is thick and frizzy with brownish gold strands that can escape from every scrunchie ever made. The hairspray that can hold it down has not yet been invented. Yeah. Lucky me. Imani dances ballet. She's really limber and can fold herself into something that looks like a pretzel. When she walks, 
it's almost like she's gliding. Boys, boys trail behind her in silence and gawk. She's used to ignoring them. Nobody looks at me like that. Heather, with hair I can only describe as tangerine colored. I'm for real. Once told me she thought her hair made her look like she was wearing a pizza. Ick, I told her. Give yourself some credit, girl. You're a fashion flame. Hey, I like that, she replied, faking a runway pose. Heather usually brown bags for lunch. Her mom insists on packing healthy stuff like apples and carrot sticks. But as I look at the spaghetti goo I picked up from the food line, her lunch looks pretty good. And we always end up sharing whatever chips Imani brings. After lunch, we take our time leaving the cafeteria before heading to English class where Miss Kazili awaits. As we walk past a table full of sixth grade boys, I throw out there in a low voice, Have you ever seen anybody with eyes as green as Clint Hammond's? Or a face as goofy as Logan Lindquist? Heather adds, She makes fun of him, but I know she's scrawled his name over and over and over and over again on the last page of her English notebook. Capital L is her favorite letter. Heather boldly bumps into their table, jiggling it. The boys look up, then pretend they didn't. I turn around just in time to see Logan toss the french fry right at us, and it lands in Heather's hair. She pulls it out and cracks up. She does not throw it away, I notice. Toby Smith, who... By the way, is wearing a sleeveless athletic jersey even though it's the middle of January. Raises both of his arms in the air, makes a stupid rowing noise, then sits back down. His buddies, including Lint, Lint, Clint and Logan, give him high fives. Now, we act like we didn't see anything. But as soon as we get into the hall, Heather says, Ew, did you see Toby's got long dangly underarm hair? Imani nods. Totally gross. Clint is still the cutest, I say shyly. For sure, Imani agrees. Best looking. Ugh, white boy in the sixth grade. I'm not sure what to say to that, but she and I kind of look at each other. Of course I know that Clint is white. I've just never thought about it. Him being white. I swallow hard. Then Heather adds, Except for maybe... Logan Linquist, we all say in unison. <laughs>